Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Welcome into the show. Great to be back on the mic with you, Alyssa. My my brain is beginning its annual shift into full summer mode, if I'm being honest right now. You know, we're getting into late June. Uh, but if you pull up the Bears Wire website right now, you have clearly been on the grind covering Bears practices. So, uh, you know, the NFL it might slow down a little bit, but it seems like it never stops for you. Um, yeah, the NFL, it is a year-long thing. Even now during this, what, six weeks of break before training camp, there's always stuff happening, or at least I'm going to make it look that way, you know, right? Getting exactly. ready for training camp, covering everything, and just kind of, you know, getting ready for more football because I think that's what we've been waiting for. And Ryan, can you believe football's almost here? Yeah, I know. It's it's like August is like the happiest and saddest month ever for me because <laughs> I live on the <laughs> on the East Coast, so uh, New England area. So uh, August means football is right around the corner, but also that summer's coming to a close. Uh, so it's always bittersweet, but yeah, I, I can't wait for the new football season. There's there's tons going on. Although I might not be paying as close attention, Alyssa. Now that the sun's out, that's what this show is all about. You're here to help me out, help other Bears fans out that may not be paying as close attention on social media or maybe following the team as closely. Because let's be honest, like mandatory uh, vet practices. Not the most exciting stuff in the world, right? Like, not the most exciting, but we've come up with five questions that should help us uh, kind of recap the the uh, offseason here and get us ready for the actual training camp portion of the season. So I'm going to throw five questions at you. You ready for this? Bring it. Let's go. Okay, so question number one, I do not want to bury the lead. I think the lead is very obvious, uh, and it's Robert Quinn, right? He's been holding out from the mandatory offseason practices and he's you know he's clearly among the best in the league at his position coming off that pro bowl season he set the franchise record 18 and a half sacks but he's also 32 years old now Alyssa you know he probably would love to play for a championship right he probably would love to play in more playoff games and that's as we've been talking about on previous episodes that's just not where the bears are at we're in the retool the rebuild whatever you want to call it so question number one is Robert Quinn on the Bears roster come the start of the 2022 season? Oh, that's a good question. So, you know, obviously with Robert Quinn, you know, he's missed the entirety of the offseason program, the voluntary, and then obviously, most notably, the mandatory minicamp. And, you know, I think with that, you know, there are players that are like, okay, let, you know, Robert Quinn do what's best for Robert Quinn. Then you look at Matt Eberflus, and Quinn's supposed to be this leader on this defense, right? So I think that you could tell for Matt Eberflus, even though he kind of was, he wasn't like directly addressing it, but he he was a little irked, you know, right? You could tell like he wants his leaders there in house. And you like you mentioned, Ryan Robert Quinn, he's getting up there. He's thirty two years old, you know, and he's at this point where you know he wants to win a championship. And right now, the Bears don't are not in that position. So I mean, is he going to be on the roster? I still think that he will be on the roster when the regular season kicks off. I don't think that he's going to be on the roster when the season ends. Uh, I think that he's someone that's probably going to be a prime uh, trade target for a contending team. Because, like, when you look at the situation, if the Bears, you know, like, there's been interest in Robert Quinn all offseason, like, even going back to the pre-draft process where teams were sniffing around a little bit. And Ryan Poles is like, nope, you know, he is not available. 
And obviously, you know, things can change, especially over the course of three months. But when you look at the situation, if they were to trade him, it makes more sense or it would have made more sense for them to trade him before the draft so that they could have gotten some draft capital to use for this current roster this year. So, like, that's why I don't think that polls would trade him now or before, like, the start of the regular season. I think that especially as we're getting, you know, closer to the playoffs and those teams that are contending at edge rushers, you know, there's someone that there's someone that, as we've seen, can help you get over the hump and win a championship. So, you know, I think that his trade value, I mean, I think we can all agree, it's never going to be higher than it is right now as he's coming off this, you know, single uh, franchise single season sack record, coming off one of his better years of his career at 32. So, I mean, I think that the Bears were going to trade him in season if they get offers, which I'm assuming they are. But I will say that Robert Quinn, even though he hasn't been around yet, but he's still training on his own, I still think, Ryan, that Robert Quinn is on the Bears roster come week one. Yeah, I love that take. I think it makes perfect sense because Ryan Poles has basically showed us he's not just going to just trade this guy for nothing, right? He's not just going to let Robert Quinn go without getting something back that he thinks is fair value. And it's going to be hard to do that right now, right? Because teams have just gotten through free agency. They've just gotten through the draft. They've got their books in order, right? It's hard to make a big move, I think, right now. You don't see that very often in, like, July. Uh, But trade deadline, we see guys like Von Miller moving and and winning a championship with the Rams, right? So uh, for a defensive end who could get up to around 20 sacks in a season, I mean, you got to think that Robert Quinn uh, could be a name at the trade deadline and uh, maybe Ryan Poles waits to that point in the season to get the most value out of him because, again, he's just not going to give him away for nothing just because he's not showing up. So love that take, Alyssa. I think we're off to a great start here. With our five questions, yeah. I, I just agree 100% with that answer. So that was great. <laughs> uh, question number two, I'm really intrigued in this one because uh, one of the big knocks on the Bears, people maybe criticizing Ryan Poles is because of the offensive line, right? It's just we don't know what's going on here, what combinations the Bears are going to send out there. Uh, there's a lot to speculate on. So here's what I want to do. Question number two, Alyssa, give us your favorites to start along the Bears' offensive line as we stand right now in late June? Oh, man, this offensive line thing, like, it has been a whirlwind over the last couple of weeks. It's just, like, when Tevin Jenkins started working with the second-team offense in the final week of OTAs and and for the entire uh, the entirety of mandatory minicamp, it was kind of like, oh, okay. So clearly people are like, oh, could Tevin Jenkins' job be in jeopardy? My gut is still telling me that Jenkins will be on the starting offensive line. I don't know at what position. That's the thing the Bears still don't know either. They've been working on different offensive line combinations. And I even did a post uh, on Bears Wire. You can check it out uh, about them ranking the most likely offensive line combinations because there's like so many and like any of them are up for grabs at this point. It's just because the Bears are trying to get a feel. They want to put obviously the best five in front of fields because protecting fields is, you know, the most important thing at this point. So, I mean, most likely one of the guys that stood out is fifth round rookie Braxton Jones, who when Jenkins was demoted uh, to second team or moved to second team, I guess you could say, um, you know, Jones was getting us reps at left tackle with the starters and that moved Larry Borm over to right tackle. And we've seen that Borm can play both positions. So, I could see him in either one of those positions at this point though. And I think Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick at left guard and center respectively are probably the only locks at this point because then you have a glaring hole at right guard too. Right. And then Dakota Dozier, who was one of the guys competing with Sam Mustafer for that starting job, which, you know, wasn't encouraging in the first place. 
he went down with an injury. He's on IR now. So that that that's a glaring hole on that offensive line. So at this point, I would say at this point where we're in June, late June, before training camp, it's really hard because, you know, the, the real work is going to come when the pads go on. Like, that's when you're going to get to see these guys in action and, like, who's going to be the best five. So at this point, though, I will say my most likely starting offensive line would be uh, Braxton Jones at left tackle, uh, Cody Whitehair at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Tevin Jenkins at right guard, and Larry Borum at right tackle. Because I just have a gut feeling that Jenkins will be starting. He's When you look at all the offensive linemen that they have there, you can't tell me that Sam Mustafer is better than Jenkins. I mean... I mean, you know, Mustafer, he he had an encouraging start, you know, when he was playing center. But then, you know, he was a liability last year. So, I mean, I'm not feeling super confident about him. I feel like Jenkins is better than him. So, I think, Ryan, I'm going to go with that. That is my starting offensive line, at least on this June, late June day. <laughs> yeah, I think we all, we all want to see Tevin Jenkins. We just want to see more of him. We didn't get to see enough of him last year. Um, kudos to you, Alyssa. That's a tough question because you're 100% right. These... In these uh, mini camp practices, although they are mandatory, they, there's no pads, right? They're in shells. They're just like in the in the shorts running around. It's really hard to evaluate the offensive line when guys run around in shorts, right? You know, when you kind of look at the entire situation with the offensive line and the fact that the Bears don't have like a clear understanding of who their starting five are going to be. I mean, that's not the most encouraging thing when you have, you know, Justin Fields entering his second season and you want to just make sure he doesn't die back there like he almost did last year. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions still, but I think there's some encouraging, you know, things coming out of it. Like Braxton Jones, the fact that, you know, he was working with the starters says a lot. And, you you know, we're thinking about Tevin Jenkins getting moved to the second team offense. I think that could, maybe it's not just that Tevin Jenkins maybe, you know, wasn't showing them what they want. Maybe Braxton Jones impressed enough to garner that. And that's something that Matt Eberflus has talked about is when promising players are standing out, he's going to give them their opportunities. So, having some uh, fifth round pick like Jones emerge and do something like clearly he's been impressing the coaching staff to the point where, you know, he could be their left tackle of the future. We don't know. Right. So, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of storylines coming out of the offensive line and that's definitely probably the biggest area. I think Bears fans uh, will be and should be watching when training camp kicks off. For sure. And, and, you know, one of the, you know, I, I mentioned it, one of the big commentaries on, on this team is this young offensive line, Braxton Jones, as you said, Alyssa, fifth round rookie, Jenkins, they traded up for him last year. Borum, there's young guys all over this line. Which brings us to Justin Fields, right? We're all worried about Justin Fields. Want to keep him upright. We want to see him develop. Uh, we want to see him kind of take control and, and ownership of this team as the as the QB1 going into the offseason. And question number three centers around USA Today declaring Justin Fields, Alyssa, the biggest loser of the 2022 offseason. The biggest loser. So first of all, ouch. Right. <laughs> like that one, that's a little aggressive. Uh, maybe a little bit of a hyperbole there for effect, right? For that article. Not a personal attack on Fields, right? But more of a commentary on his support, mainly his receiving targets and this young offensive line. So tell me, Alyssa, fair or unfair by Nate Davis calling Justin Fields the biggest loser of the 2022 offseason? I think it's unfair. I mean, I don't get it. I understand that the Bears haven't done a lot to help him in terms of the supporting cast with the offensive line and his weapons. But at the same time, a lot of because that's the popular take at this point, Ryan, right? You've seen like everyone is just like bashing the Bears for not doing enough for Justin Fields 
when one of the things that one of the things that is going kind of I think underappreciated at this point is the fact that he's learning a new offense that is catered around his skill set. Something where that's what Luke Getzey said when he came in here that he was going to build the offense around the quarterback because that's how it should be. A concept that Matt Nagy could never quite get through his head. So you know you have automatically you have uh, an upgrade at play caller and someone who's running the offense and building it to fit Fields' uh, skill set. I think that this offense where it's going to have fields on the move, he's going to be able to throw deep. There's going to be a heavy run scheme. I think that this is going to help him a lot more than people are getting credit for it because I understand because I'm, you know, Ryan, we talked about this all off season. We wanted the bears to go out and get a big name receiver. And, you know, we wanted Brian Poles to really address the offensive line. And, and right now, obviously there are a lot of concerns with the offensive line and same with, with uh, his wide receivers where Darnell Mooney is, basically the only proven guy out there at this point. But then you have some intriguing guys like Byron Pringle and Bayless Jones, and people forget about Cole Komet there at tight end. And then, oh yeah, you still have David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert in the backfield. So, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a hyperbole to say that Justin Fields is one of the biggest losers this offseason. He's not a winner, but he's not a loser either. I mean, in terms of what they've done for him, I, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I just, just I think they remain stagnant, but they didn't get worse, didn't get better, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's definitely hyperbole. Uh, but, you know, you, you understand where it comes from, right? We were just talking about who, who the left tackle is going to be. We don't know, right? Yeah. Um, and we keep saying, man, we, we would love to have a real number one wide receiver, but I don't want to take anything away from Darnell Mooney because I love Mooney. I think he's great. And I think he's an elite number two if you can get, like, an established number one guy. But it's not like Mooney. I mean, Mooney did a good job last year in that role, um, so he could probably do it again. And you know, you gotta you gotta factor in the new head coach, the new offensive coordinator, right? All of these different factors that's weighing in, and, and that's why people are down on the Bears, down on Justin Fields, especially. Um, we'll see if he takes a major stride forward, given all of this that's going on behind the scenes and around him. Uh, I think that'll be. That would be a pretty good sign for Fields, right? If he takes a legitimate step forward, we can all kind of see it and feel it, Alyssa, this year. Man, we're, how good are we going to feel about Fields, given all of the new that's around him and maybe not having the greatest supporting staff, offensive line, receivers, right? I mean, if he takes that step, I mean, we're going to be feeling really, really good about his progression and, his, uh, and, and what's possible with him under center. Yeah, absolutely. And remember when, you know, we did one of our earlier off-season shows and we sat down and we told Bear said, um, yeah, it's, you know, 2022, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, Don't sure. expect this, this team to contend or anything like that. But the one thing that everyone will be watching and the, the, the main focus, obviously, is going to be Justin Fields and his development. And yes, you know, the Bears didn't go out and make any big moves. But again, 2023 is going to be that year. They have like what roughly you know, over 90 million in available cap space for next year. And I think that's when you're going to start seeing some of these moves because, because Ryan Poles has to come in and clean up Ryan Pace's mess. I can't believe I didn't mix their names up. You're I'm so, so thankful for that. You're such a person. I'm so, so good for that. <laughs> but, you know, Poles has to clean up the mess that was left, you know, and that's it doesn't take this one season. He's got to get rid of these contracts. And I think next season you're going to start seeing him finally – start building this roster the way he wants to and go out and use some of that money uh, and, you know, land fields and top guys. Right. So, I mean, this year, like you said, Ryan, the, the main focus is going to be Justin Fields and his development. If he shows he's taken a step forward, I think we can count that as a winning season for the bears. Yeah. If he flashes this year, look out, it's, that's going to be a great sign going into the 2023. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ryan Poles, the uh, he's a professional cleaner, right? He's cleaning, he's cleaning this up. <laughs> he's cleaning this up. All right, so let's move on to question number four. Give us the Bears rookie, Alyssa, who you think will make the biggest impact in 2022. So is there any rookie that you really that really impressed you here in these practices? You know, you mentioned uh, when we were talking about the offensive line, you mentioned Braxton Jones, right? Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about those other defensive players that the Bears went and got in that second round, right? So what rookie do you think will make the biggest impact, you know, when it's all said and done after this season? Oh, man, this is such a hard question because they're like one of the things that has stood out uh, so far during the offseason is that multiple rookies have been making plays and making strong impressions already. But my first instinct tells me to go Jaquan Brisker, the safety uh, out of Penn State. I mean, he's just someone who has the entirety of the offseason just kind of been turning heads. He's making plays out there. He's going to be, I think it's safe at this point to say he's going to be the starting strong safety opposite Eddie Jackson. You know, but Brisker, you know, he's someone who, he's a ball hawk and he's been proving it. He's someone that he's already, like, immediately he was impressing his teammates by just kind of, like, getting his hands on the football and making plays, which is something that this defense needs. And I think that someone like Brisker is, when he's good, and if, if he can flash, like, it looks like he will, that's going to also help Eddie Jackson, who he's obviously hasn't, since signing that contract extension, he hasn't been himself since 2018. So, you know, Eddie Jackson, I think, is going to benefit most from Jaquan Brisker. And I think, you know, you kind of look at the Bears defense. Yes, there are questions on the defensive line. But I think that secondary is, man, that that secondary has been improved, especially Kyler Gordon's another rookie that's been standing out. But, you know, he did appears to have suffered a, a minor injury during, like, the last couple of weeks. So, you know, he didn't participate in the last week of OTAs. Um, as well as mandatory minicamp. But once he gets back out there, he's someone who could definitely uh, contend for that, you know, I guess most impactful rookie uh, on the Bears title. Uh, so, yeah, Jaquan Brisker, but also like, say, so Bayless Jones as well, who he's out there making plays. And when Darnell Mooney's like, oh man, you got to see him run, he's going to be a playmaker for us. And he's already flashing that speed. And Luke gets, you know, just kind of sitting there going, oh yeah, I can't wait to use this guy. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with the speed and the versatility of Mooney, and if Valus Jones could get out there and do that in real games, I mean, you know, you'd be onto something. We'll be onto something. But yeah, I think I like that. You know, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, those are the guys I'm really going to be paying attention to. Those are the guys they drafted early, and uh, guys that we're expecting to, you know, possibly be cornerstones here going forward of this defense of this next wave of Bears football. Right. So, uh, yeah, definitely be watching Jaquan Brisker. Um, and that brings us to the head coach. I mean, he we know he's loving those guys. Defensive guy, Matt Eberflus, right, Alyssa? He loves Kyler Gordon. He's loving know. Jaquan Brisker. He's sad about Robert Quinn or mad. He wants him on the field. You know, Eberflus doesn't want Robert Quinn going anywhere. Let's be honest here. Um, but how do you feel about the rookie head coach for the Bears, right? Do you feel better, worse, or about the same coming out of these first uh, few waves of the offseason? That's question number five for you. Man, I think I feel better. And, okay, it could be the fact that, you know, obviously we're, like, in the honeymoon phase, right? You know, Barrows haven't played a regular season game yet. Matt Nagy's gone, so I'm celebrating anyways. But, you know, since the moment Matt Eberflus took over, I think, you know, even from his press conference, I could there was just something about him that I felt like, you know, he's someone that's going to go up there and lead this team and get them to where they need to be. I, I think the Bears are going to overachieve this season. Doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, a lot of the expectations have been pretty low, especially considering this roster overhaul and some of the big questions uh, on the roster. But I think, like, when you have a head coach like Matt Eberflus, 
who he he already has the players buying into him and like his intensity and his hits principle and all this. He's someone that I think could help this team overachieve than what they probably would have done if not for him. Like if they still had Matt Nagy, I think it kind of would have been worse. Uh, I mean, it certainly helps that they have an easy schedule as well. But I think I still, you know, describe it as, you know, the adults have entered the room finally, you know, with Matt Eberflus and just it kind of feels like he has a handle on this team. He's laying out, he has standards and expectations and he's someone who is leading this team and he's making it like even with when Jalen Johnson, you know, missed part of uh, the voluntary portion of offseason workouts. You know, he had to start with the second team and work his way back up to the starters, which he is now. Uh, and with Tevin Jenkins, you know, Jenkins maybe isn't, you know, kind of up to their ex- expectations or standards at this point. So guess what? You know, like, OK, let's see Braxton Jones, you know, like so he's not afraid to kind of make this his team and to, you know, set his expectations on his players and want them to obviously kind of live up to that. Uh, I, I really I feel really confident about him at this point. I mean, again, Ryan, the honeymoon phase, yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> you know, no no games yet. But For sure. I really like what I'm seeing from Iberflus from at this point. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think the best player should play regardless of age, contract situation, whatever. So if, if Braxton Jones is the guy at left tackle, I don't care if he was picked in the fifth round and Tevin Jenkins, yeah. like we moved up in the second round last year to get him. Braxton Jones should play. So, uh, yeah, that's what I want for my coach. I, I don't want him to be scared to make those tough calls and doesn't seem like Iberflus is that guy, which I love. Um, I feel good about him too, Alyssa, right? There's nothing that we've seen that should really freak us out at this point. The only thing I, I might be just, I can't help myself. The one thing I might be a little worried about is some of the the coach speak, right? Like I think he, I pulled up his transcript after uh, mini camp here and he did the get your, your, your track shoes on again. So he's doing the coach speak stuff. Like I told him, I left him, I left him with get your track shoes on. Right. And he, and he said that during his intro press conference as well. I think another thing he said, uh, he, he said that he said to the guys was that I want you to come back lean, fit and strong. Coming out of the coming out of vacation, basically they they got a little bit of time off. He wants them lean, fit, and strong. So some of the the coach talk in there just makes me roll my eyes, and I'm like, all right, Eberflus, you're laying it on kind of thick here a little bit, you know. Uh, but I also I know he could coach a defense. I know he could coach, and there's nothing that's happened, you know, in terms of coaching that is like really freaking me out. I just hope it's not all coach speak, and that he can actually run all three phases and run the run the program from the sideline and be in control and in command. And in that case, I'm still kind of the same because I don't, we haven't seen it yet. Right. It's a, he's a first time head coach. So I'm hoping that part of it all comes together, but I, I do have to admit some of the coach speak stuff to get your track shoes on, bring your track shoes to practice. <laughs> I, I do roll my eyes and I'm like, Oh God, I just, I don't have time for that. Alyssa, just, just tell me what we're going to do to win. Please tell me how we're getting better. So I, I can't help yeah. myself. I'm kind of an a-hole. I think when it comes to that. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I'm again, we're early and it's the off season. So I'm like, okay, this works for now. But then obviously when we start seeing um, how the season pans out and if he keeps up with that, that's when that gets annoying. You know what I mean? We're at the point where, okay, give me your little, your dad jokes and all this stuff. But man, it's just, I think one of the things or one of the reasons why I feel more confident is now we get, we've gotten to hear from the players and what the players have said and how they're buying into it. Like uh, Travis Gibson was saying that he loves that there's accountability this season. He loves that Iberflus is making them have this uh, accountability for, for, you know, earning their jobs, right. And for their actions and what they do, he's not afraid to move people around Jalen Johnson, someone, you know, he did have to start with the second team uh, defense and work his way up. He's someone who's praising him as well. Like, 
when you hear the players start to talk about how they're already buying into this culture, and that's a word, Ryan, we've talked about culture, right? And yep. like, you know, that's a word that's one of those banned words from Bears fans along with collaboration, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. or, or a triggering word. It's a triggering word, It's a right? trigger, so yes. That's a great way to put it. It's definitely a trigger. But, you know, when you hear Iberflus and what he's, you know, talking about building this culture and you have the team echoing it and you can, you're already starting to see it, like, obviously it's not complete yet, right? This team is far from complete. But it's definitely encouraging. So I would say that I definitely feel a little more encouraged after the offseason. Again, we'll see what happens in the regular season because, you know, the the losses mount and how the team handles that, you know, I think that'll be telling. But at this point, you know, I'm feeling good. But at the same time, Ryan, no Matt Nagy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I'd much rather have my coach being like, I don't care. The The best left tackle is going to play instead of being like, oh, you know, we're going to get in the room. We're going to have a collaborative approach. We're going to talk about this. We're going to figure out who the best left tackle is like I'd much rather I'd much rather have that first thing. You know, like that's what that's exactly what I'm looking for here with the Bears. So, yeah, no, I'm excited. I feel better now. I, I feel like I'm uh, informed. Thank you, Alyssa. You, you kind of caught me up to speed with the Bears while I've been again, my brain just switching into summer mode here. Now, now we're getting towards July back, you know, getting towards July 4th, like forget it. I'm kind of, I'm out to lunch now. I'm not paying attention as, as well as I should be, but you definitely caught us up, got us going. What are you working on? Uh, what, what, what do we, what can we expect on Bears Wire here in the coming weeks? What are you working on? What's going on? Oh, lots of pre-training camp stuff. We're going to start uh, debuting our uh, 30 most important Bears, uh, as well as like our position uh, previews as well for training camp. And uh, an all-time Bears starting lineup is something that's in the works as well to kind of Ooh, fill like this downtime. It's hard too. I'm like, I've, I've started and it's, you realize like how many like greats that you have to leave off the list because you're, you know, you're only held to like what, like two starting for jobs sure. in certain positions. Like, like with linebacker even, it's like, oh my God, how do I even, it, it's been rough. Quarterback. <laughs> so, I can't wait to see your quarterback. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I think you know who the yeah, quarterback I, is. I, I think, I think everyone old does, timer. unfortunately. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll have to go back a little ways for him, right? <laughs> going to go back a few decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Several, yeah, that's, several that, decades. You gave yourself a tough assignment there. That's fun. I'll be looking for that for sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, we have five weeks here until the Bears go back to training camp and we get to kick this thing back into gear. So I'm going to try to enjoy some of my, down, my downtime like you, Ryan. So. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the sun. I am. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to get a tan. I'm going to read and always have my laptop nearby just in case, you know, because you never know with Ryan Pulse. (laughs) Well, you're a Florida native, right? So you're, you're always around the sun. I I don't get that. You know, so when the sun comes out, I like, I just like run outside. I'm like, Oh my God, the sun. So, uh, yeah. So you would, you would think during the season though, like, Oh yeah. Oh, I get to enjoy the sun, but it's so hectic that I'm just like constantly working. So this is a nice time now where I can actually go out and enjoy the beach. (laughs) Exactly. Instead of just kind of like looking out my window and just, you know. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, you do a great job with the Bears and the Bears Wire. And, uh, you know, I hope hope fans, you know, who have been hanging out, relaxing, maybe not paying attention to the team as much, got a little bit bit of a recap from what's happened in the offseason so far. I thought it was a good thing. So uh, for Alyssa, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll be back later in this offseason to, uh, you know, continue our breakdown of this offseason. Look forward to 2022. But... Uh, Alyssa, just give, give us our little sign-off, and we'll sign off for this week. Ladies, gentlemen, enjoy your summer. And as always, bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store.
Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.